Welcome to the Turfgrass Hotline. I'm Frank Rossi. The Turfgrass Hotline is brought to you by our partners at Dryjack, the only machine that aerates, top dresses, and amends all in one pass. Intelligro, makers of Civitas, a fungicide that's so much more, and the Plant Food Company, developing professional nutrient management programs since 1946. As we are about to find out from our hotline guests, the plant stress is beginning to build in many parts of the country, especially where they're happy to be out during the pandemic. This is the time of year where your investment in Dryject services really pays off. Whether you're experiencing heavy rainfall or excessive traffic, the increased air and water infiltration from Dryject services helps moderate soil temperatures and maintain root function. Dryject is a flexible and affordable service used by many of the great golf courses in the United States. Contact your local Dryject service representative or visit dryject.com. Welcome to the Turfgrass Hotline, Rich Buckley, my old pal, and we're speaking in early June of 2020. Uh, we're about two and a half, three months into the shutdown orders that have occurred pretty intensely in the metropolitan New York area. Rich, let's start there. What was it like when you were just gearing up for the spring and they said, go home? Uh, it was traumatic. We, we tried to get an ag exemption to stay in the lab. Rutgers, of course, closed down for everything except essential research, and we were deemed non-essential. I took all my equipment home and started working out of the house. And maybe that wasn't the best. Uh, maybe that wasn't the best idea. It, it, it was. I was getting pat, pat. You know, everyone was patting me on the back. You're doing a great job. I got interviewed by uh, Golf Course Industry Magazine, and and there was a picture of my second bedroom <laughs> that Rutgers Health and Safety saw. Then I started getting the phone calls about you've got to come back. You can't do that at home. And then all of a sudden, what everybody knew of your essentiality in the industry. Oftentimes, our own institutions need a little bit of reminder. So from a growing season perspective, right, it looked like it was coming on fast, then it cooled down, then it was go, then it was stop, now it's fast and wet. So let's talk about, number one, you don't have the pulse you usually have, right, Rich? Because first off, samples were almost non-existent and very slow for a while, not just because you weren't open, but because guys weren't even working. So obviously, it must feel weird not to have that early, like, how's the growing season going? Yeah, based on our five-year averages, we were 70% down in April. We were only 30% down in May, but I was 50% down until the last couple of days of May. And now here in June, it's like pent up demands. You know, <laughs> samples are rolling in like crazy. So Excellent. And it only took us a few minutes to set the stage for the conversation about where we're at right now. So the samples are starting to come in and you and I talk in other areas as well as we've done for many years. And something came up very interesting last couple of weeks anyway that have indicated uh, maybe some of the things we did during the shutdown may be creating some problems now depending on the way we've geared up back to play in the golf arena in particular. So let's talk about that for a second, Rich. What have you seen? Okay, well, I've seen in the most recent couple of weeks, take all samples, uh, take all patch and bank rest, primarily in fairways, some teas, and a bunch of pentium root rot. Both, yeah. of course, root infecting diseases limit the effectiveness of the root system. And th these are flaring up in higher end golf courses that were closed or understaffed. And, you know, the recommendations coming from all you guys were, you know, growth regulate, 
right. pull back on your fertilizer, mow right. a little higher. Right. And the transition to maybe more traditional conditioning um, is putting some stress on the grass. And so, I mean, you were surprised. So what you're saying is, well, we'll take the pythium root rot in a second, but certainly root pathogens take all patch, summer patch. You're going to see the stress of that. John Inguijado describes it as a war of attrition uh, below, right? You're eating out that root system. And when you get other stress, you see that you're losing turf to these issues. So that seems surprising because there didn't seem like there was any stress, did there? Well, the, you know, there wasn't any for a while. It was cool <laughs> and everybody was backed off. And But that doesn't mean the fungus went away. That's right. It, you know, the disease triangle, if the conditions are right, the fungus is going to do its job. And then we just need the stress to come back to uh, cause the symptoms to flare. So were we creating, okay, me and my big mouth and my colleagues, were we creating this stress? By telling everybody to slow down, was that bad advice? Well, I don't think it was bad advice because who the hell knows um, <laughs> how long this was going to last. Right. You didn't know if you were going through the whole summer this way or, or, you know. Okay, so what is it then? Are they trying to get back too quick? Maybe so. You know, if you're going from 140 to 110 on your greens and you're doing it really quick, you're going to cause some stress, right? Yeah. Certainly. If you haven't fertilized. Okay. So wait a second. Now it sounds like as a diagnostician, you ought to have a read on this because what we just described is perfect for anthracnose. Are you getting anthracnose sample? I haven't seen it since earlier in the spring, you know, late winter, early spring with the overwintering infections, mm -hmm. you know, and that was primarily coming from public courses with a lot of play through the winter, but I expect it. <laughs> it's coming. I, I had a sales rep, a former student, He's in West Virginia, but he said he's seeing lots of anthracnose out there, uh, you know, in his travels. Okay, well, since we're talking Northeast turf and anthracnose is the, the sort of barometer of stress in the environment, and we, you know, there's been some heat and uh, plenty of moisture, particularly down your neck of the woods, a little drier up here these days. But obviously, annual bluegrass weevil is the other part of this equation. What have you heard or seen in the samples coming in the lab? It looks like the larvae are starting to do their thing. I'm seeing some collar damage pictures from some guys. Yeah, I, I was pulling larvae and pupae out of plugs yesterday. And the guy thought he had anthracnose. And we love insects because they're right there. Easy That's right. Find. But, you know, one of the things I'm concerned about is guys miss the adult migration. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. In in my area, the the forsythia bloomed and stayed in bloom for like a month. That's right. And if you sprayed on the forsythia, you missed it because we were way behind growing degree day wise. Well, that's right, and it's exactly what your colleague Albrecht Kopenhoffer wrote about in his blog on the Greencast website, where he said, "Listen." You'd have to have made three or four adult apps to get them during that month-long migration that they went through. Yeah. There was never a peak. So that's going to maybe spread out feeding. A lot of guys are timing up their larvicides a little bit better. So obviously, you know, annual bluegrass weevil is part of the stress. Well, I want to get back to the other thing you talked about, because it always pops up and it still confuses me. Can you talk to me for a minute about pythium root rot? I mean, I know it was wet. Is that also one like a root pathogen you see when stress comes on? But it seems like pythium root rot is this weird thing that keeps popping up, is it? 
What's going on with that? Ah, you know, it's a, I, I call it a, an imposter disease, you know, and, and that might turn some people's cranks. Okay. But, but, you know, there's a bunch of species of pythium in the soil with varying degrees of virulence or intensity. And you get it grinding in the root and you have wet soils or super saturated soils and roots fail. Yeah. And then when the stress comes on, the plants fail. And it's interesting, if you look at our data, the pythium root rot diagnosis numbers are higher at the beginning of the season in this transition into the heat than they are in, say, August and September. What are you making at? Uh, you know, I think the fungus is there all the time. It's the onset of stress and increase in ET and set of dysfunctional roots. Which is right what we're heading into. And that's why I want to pull it all together now, right? One of the things that's given is... As the stress builds through the season in the Northeast in particular that you and I are intimately familiar with, as that stress builds, if you've got bad drainage or, you know, low light conditions, excessive traffic, bad irrigation, you know, you're letting it get too dry, any of those weaknesses you have in the system, that stress is going to make it worse. So when we had to gear up to get back to this playability so quickly, I'm wondering if that's going to have lasting effects into the growing season. Are, are you concerned that some of the things we did this spring could, with the stress coming, linger in longer? Well, sure. If the grass is growing slow, you know, and it's still growing slow and you're under fertilized. And again, that change in height of cut has an impact on your root biomass. Certainly, you know, nobody wants more heat and humidity and stress no. than I do. Right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I think, you know, if the grass is not conditioned to go into the stress, it's going to suffer more. And again, it'll be anthracnose and it'll be higher incidence of diseases like summer patch and root pythium. All right. Well, as we wrap up and we get ready for maybe I won't talk to you in a month, let me ask you about what's going to happen in the next month. And that's dollar spots going to start hitting fairways. And as that starts to happen, we all turn to the models. And a lot of people are looking at, well, I don't have as much money. Maybe I got to cut out a fairway spray. You know what I mean, Rich? I, I think that there's some economic pressure. Can you give guys some advice about the way to approach the pending dollar spot season? You've had a front row seat to a lot of some of the modeling work that went on there recently that James was doing, looking at the Smith Kearns and some of the other models. Do you like using them as a way of sort of governing how you might apply? I think they work. Watching James and, and, and hearing everyone else who's tested them, and the Smith Kearns model was tested over a long period of time in multiple locations. I have a lot of confidence in, in that. So if you want to cut out fungicide sprays, that's a great way of timing, you know, data-driven decision-making. Right. That's an important tool. Uh, we also have moisture management, you know, dew, dragon, and, and right. that sort of stuff. And then, you know, a little bit increased fertility. But also, I have a client who's on a really low-end course. And over the years, he has just spent almost all of his money buying new bentgrass varieties. Right. So he, he's like, I might spray for dollar spot once a year because everything's declaration bentgrass now. You know, so, so that might be an option over long term, That's right. you know, to get to these better grasses. And so it's so great to listen to you because you just outlined sort of an integrated pest management program, right? How, how do you approach this large scale thing? And maybe we've gotten a little lazy over the years because the money has been there and the resources are there. And maybe this is uh, going to drive us to think a little bit differently. But in the meantime, Rich, as we wrap up, 
let's tell everybody where to send samples because we want continued support of the diagnostic services. So uh, let's promote the lab a little bit. You've moved out of your second bedroom uh, back to the field research lab. So give me the 411 on how to send a sample in. We are in the Geiger Turfgrass Education Center, which is on Hort Farm 3, the the Turfgrass Research Station. Um, We're back in the lab. Um, You can go to our website, rutgers.edu, and then forward slash plant diagnostic lab. We're easy to find. Just Google Rutgers Plant Diagnostic Lab and we'll pop right up. The important thing to note is when you send your plugs, we like them to be wrapped up like a burger or something. Lee Butler called it that at one point. Wrap them in tin foil or newspaper so I don't just get a box of sand. And use the Endike Engel Way address. It's on the website. That's the address of the lab. UPS and FedEx and and the Postal Service all deliver to the central campus post office if you use that address. And then I go pick them up every day. Folks that use our P.O. box, it's taking about 10 to 14 days to get samples. Oh, boy. Yeah, so don't do that. Yeah, well, I'm sure the Postal Service or whoever's delivering it loves that smell of cheese. <laughs> you know, they think it's funny. Sand's pouring out of the boxes and, you know. That's great. Well, listen, Rich, really appreciate you joining me. It's such a joy to have you back in the lab doing that essential service that we all knew. Appreciate you taking the time. Talk to you again. Thanks, Frank. All right. You take care, Rich. See ya. Rich Buckley is the director of Rutgers University's Diagnostic Clinic. The Diagnostic Lab services thousands of turfgrass and landscape professionals across the country and is part of the National Plant Diagnostic Network, providing pest and plant pathogen surveillance for the Northeast U.S. Get more info on the Rutgers Lab and sample submission at njes.rutgers.edu backslash plant diagnostic lab or search Rutgers Plant Diagnostics. The Turfgrass Hotline is brought to you by our friends at Dryject, the only machine that aerates top dresses and amends in one pass. Intelligro, makers of Civitas, a fungicide that's so much more, and the plant food company developing professional nutrient management programs since 1946. The Turfgrass Hotline is recorded and produced at Rep Studios in downtown Ithaca, New York by Nate Richardson. Big thanks to marketing and business management, John Kiger, and executive producer, Peter McCormick. I'm Frank Rossi. Thank you for joining me. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.